Hey, young blood. <laughs> Bringing in the groceries, huh? Lord have mercy. Man, I remember when I was married. I used to love to bring home the groceries. Made me feel real good. Like a man. Know what I mean? Welcome to the Magnificent Guys Podcast, a.k.a. MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we got our exclusive MVP Mid-Season NBA Awards. Yes, find out who's going to win MVP, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and our ever-so-coveted J.R. Smith Award. Find out as you continue to listen. We also have a special guest from the legendary podcast, Stay Ops. Yes, Chris Wynn will be joining the show as he will be discussing some of his viewpoints on some of the topics like Enos Kaner not having ties with the Turkish government. Also, we're going to be discussing Kyrie Irving's apology to LeBron James. So sit back, relax, get some popcorn, grab you a soda, sit back, kick your feet up, and enjoy the show. Yo, what up, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up? Am I live? Yes, we are live. What's going on? Reporting live from the Career career Builder Building. Career Builder Building? What, man, where, where are you at, downtown? Hey, man, they, they got magnificent vibes our own office, G. <laughs> I'm plugged now, man. I own this building. Hey, we official now, huh? We official now. We got our own official office now, man. Real free to come down anytime. I can't wait, man. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm going to park right in front of the building like an employee of the month. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where, where, where you live at? Man, dude, I'm actually at the crib right now, man. I had to run back to the crib to do something on the computer real quick. Uh, okay. Something like, man, dude, iPads, man. I don't know why they gave us iPads to work. You can't find know these things. Like, Every now and then, I gotta I gotta do a spreadsheet. I gotta update these spreadsheet trackers, and dude, they are impossible to do on the iPad. So like, if I'm still close enough to the crib, dude, I'll actually run back home and just do it on my log in, and then just do it on my PC. It literally takes that. Literally, suck. You know what I'm saying? At least you don't get no no road static. You ain't gotta worry about goons trying to rob you while you in between beer shifts. You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, so can you uh, hear me all right? Because I know sometimes my house can be a little patchy when it comes to the reception. <laughs> me too, and that's why I'm here. You know, I, I got tired of all the bad reception. You know, Anchor kicked our butts last week, so I ain't trying to have that happen again, especially on our award show. 
Right, right. Hey, man, thank God for editing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Shouts out to Ian on the editing side, man. You know, that's that's not me on, on the editing. All the credit goes to Ian. Man, appreciate it, appreciate it. Oh, man, real quick, man. I just would like, I would just like to issue an apology. Okay, let's go. Some of my language on last week's show. Okay. Uh, I, I, when I get very passionate about a subject, I, uh, I tend to use the N word a lot. <laughs> and I, I use it. I use that. I use the N word quite liberally on the last show. So I understand. You know, some people they, 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 they might be offended by that word, or it might make some people uncomfortable. You know, so I, I apologize for any ears i might have offended with my liberal use of the n-word it's just, oh wow yeah it's, it's, it's just the way i talk it's just the way i talk but i'll try to curtail my use of, of, of that word on future uh, broadcasts from, from, from here on out. uh man truly appreciate it nobody nobody said anything nobody said right anything. right right but when i i, I listened back to the last time I, like, I am i am dropping that word a lot <laughs> going hard with it <laughs> yeah uh you know we, nah, no it's cool it's cool i'm glad you uh that you you know you were conscious of that and you know again we we at magnificent vibes we got a wide range of people that listen to the show so uh definitely you know we we try to keep it clean here <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we pride ourselves on being a family friendly we, exactly we're, we're <laughs> We're a show you can listen to with the kids. We're a show you can listen to with the with the CO in the car. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what we that's what we pride ourselves on, man. For, but but we keep it real though. Profanity free show, like you know. Exactly. We ain't out here trying to be like the, the rest of the world, man. We uh, this is for us. Exactly. <laughs> and and the one thing that we still keep it real though. At the same time, you know. A lot of people appreciate that about our show is that we keep it real, we keep it comical, and uh, we give you we we give you our opinions, man. You don't have to agree with our opinions, but at the at the end of the day, you know, it's magnificent vibes. You listen in, you got our input, you see what's happening in the, in the sports world, in the media world, and you see it happen exactly how we say it. <laughs> oh yeah. So whether you agree with us or not, it's cool. But, you know, we, we just sit back in the cut and just, you know, pop some popcorn and just watch it happen. And then we get on the Magnificent Vibes podcast and talk about it. So it is what it is, man. Any more spiritual shout outs this week? Oh, man, you know it, man. You know it. Real quick, man. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to those brothers. Oh, overtime on they parts. Oh, man, dude. Please elaborate. Dude, last last Wednesday, um, not, yeah, yeah, last Wednesday, dude, okay, so you know we got the new format for the meetings, right? I said, yeah, you know we, we got we the do. new format yes. for the meetings, right? Okay, so, um, I guess the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the brother who was chairing, he got a little confused. So the part that was supposed to be 10 minutes, where you go over the right. uh, the council points, the weekly council points. No, he took he twenty five minutes on that ten minutes. But that's not all. That's not all. The brother after him with the video part took an extra eight minutes on his part. So what time did y'all meet me? So so I had the congregation Bible study. 
do okay so we have it we have it on our schedule what time we're supposed to come off the, the platform i have to i have to come down from the book study at 902 for the meeting to end on time dude you know what time i got him up on stage 856 what time y'all meeting start so i had okay okay 7 30 oh no man so I had I had six minutes you to do a thirty-minute congregation Bible study. Six minutes. So I got up there. I'm like, you know what? This is a challenge, and I love a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got up there. I was like, I can do it. I can do this. So the speaker, in fact, the speaker was John Bowman. He's walking up to the platform. I was like, you know what, bro? We go for go to read another paragraph. So John Bowman was supposed to read for you. Yeah, he was supposed to read for me. But before, but as he was walking up to the platform, I just, I was just like, you know what, bro? I appreciate it. We going for but we going to forego the, the reading of the paragraph. Yeah. Just for the sake of time. I'm like, we going to read one scripture. I read the brief description of the lesson, and they just dove right into the questions. I was down by 902. And, you know, the friends was laughing because they, they all felt it, too. Like, man, what's right. going to get out of here? But brother, man, brother, stop doing that. Stop going overtime, man. Like, like, what you have to say is not so important that the meeting has to end right. at nine forty-five. Like, just, just and, and and if you're going up after a dude who went overtime, have the decency to yeah. save your part down. Yeah. You don't know what these friends. It, it, it's a Wednesday. We in there. We tired. We 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 work today. Some of us barely had enough time. We just had just enough time to get home, change, shower, run over to the meeting. Folks is tired. I'm looking out in the audience. Kids in the seat knocked out sleep. You know, because it's already Mom, I want to stay up. In the meeting. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey, I want to send a shout out to these friends. Shout out to all the parents that work hard to keep their kids awake during the meeting. Like... Bruh, I come from an era where I had to stand up and, and, and if I was falling asleep too much. I had to stand up in the middle of the meeting. And I, it just, watching these kids, man, <laughs> you know, you look around, even at the assembly, man, some of these parents, man, they just let the kids <laughs> just be in blankets, covers, <laughs> I mean, everything, new pillows. And they just be chilling. And I'm like sitting there. Yeah, it feel like yeah, a, it's exactly, like a man. Party. I'm getting jealous because I want to do that too, but I know I can't because I'm attended. So <laughs> I can't do what they do. I'm sitting there getting jealous, you know. So it, yeah, dude, we got we got to stand up, man. It didn't matter if we, you know, had a hard day at school. It was like, man, get up. You standing since you can't stay awake, man, dude. Oh, and shout out to those brothers out there with concealing carry. Y'all don't think we know about that, but we know about that. <laughs> Come on, man. Stop stop trying to be like the world, y'all. Stop letting the world mo mold y'all. Are you kidding me? That that's going on on the south side? And we got we got we got two examples or two instances of that situation. We we we, we trying to you know, we trying right. to handle that's all I can really say. You know, we we got to gather all the facts first, cause, cause, but like the two brothers in question, I wasn't shocked, man. I wasn't shocked when I heard it. It's just like, you know, man, come on, man. We don't we don't do that, man. Those those who live by the sword die by the sword, you know. And they got kids. So, 
you know, that's the other thing, man. I can see if you just some um, sing. I, 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 if you a single sister or something living alone you in can a understand. area, I mean, most sisters carry mace. I could kind of understand. I under, right, I understand the urge. But when you got a family and you got young ones in the crib that are of an age where they're fascinated yeah. by that type of stuff that's not cool man i mean what if somebody actually tried to rob the hall or tried to break into the hall and you pull out a gun and these dudes got oozies <laughs> one person <laughs> you get shot to, yeah you get shot to cluster, yeah. man. like they shoot everybody <laughs> in the hall because they think everybody's strapped at this point so they gonna shoot everybody i just so what you carrying a concealed weapon what is that proven it, it's you know what I, and i i don't want to get too deep into this but it also to me it kind of it kind of betrays a uh a, a effort to over compensate for anatomical deficiencies <laughs> <laughs> i got you i got you you know it's like i see no need to, 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 to take it there with, with, with self-defense or protection or whatever you want to call it but you know what? It can see this. This shout out relates directly to my story. Okay. Tell later on in the show. So I'm gonna just. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. We gonna we gonna move on then. We gonna move on then. Uh, we gonna get into our sports, man. NBA. We gonna start off with the NBA because NBA got a lot of hot topics. One of the topics that I had in the outline actually got uh, a little bit more. It gained a little bit more heat. I want to go a different direction with this because. Uh, for the first topic we was going to discuss the Boston Celtics and all their issues with Brad Stevens and and Kyrie Irving going at it and then you know the whole Jalen Brown uh, Mark is it Marcus or Mark which which one of the Boston Celtics which Morris brother the Boston Celtics got uh I could I couldn't a a lot of this Um, is actually because I I just have to keep it up with with it other than the you know I, I keep up with the standings but I haven't really been keeping up with the actual news stories outside of the okay. Venus cancer thing. So, you, okay, yeah, you so, so Jalen Brown got into it with one of the Morris brothers who plays for the team. The other Morris brother played for Washington, but this Morris brother plays for uh, the. <clears throat> I think they got Marcus Morris, and they got into it on the sideline during the timeout. Uh, they had to get pushed back. You know, it was kind of like a hold me back moment. It wasn't really a fight. And then Brad Stevens got into a disagreement at the end of a close game between Kyrie Irving on the last play. And then Kyrie Irving later ranted about it. But Kyrie did something else that trumps all that went on last week and over the weekend. He actually made a confession. Okay. He made a confession. He made a confession that he made he he realized he came to a realization that it's hard to be a leader of a team and that he feels where LeBron James was coming from when LeBron James was basically leading the Cavaliers while he was there what's your thoughts on that uh, it sounds like Okay, first of all, that ain't cool, okay? The Boston Celtics, I don't know what their record is currently, but I, I thought they were, what, fourth or fifth place right now in the East? Yeah, they, I think they are in fifth place. All right. Okay, when you're in 15th place, 
or 14th place or 13th place, you could come out with statements like that. But y'all are y'all are kind of rolling right now. You know what I mean? Y'all 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 had a little issues in the beginning of the season, but now y'all y'all are rolling. Y'all looking y'all looking solid. Y'all y'all don't look like the best team in the East right now, but y'all looking solid. Yo, don't don't come out with like these uh, morale destroying comments and deflating comments. You know when your team is still going to make the playoffs because it looks like now going into the playoffs now it looks like you're not all in. It looks like you uh, um, you don't believe in your team. You know, and it's like, dude, you ain't no. You know, as much as we 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 criticize LeBron, Kyrie, you ain't no LeBron. Okay, like no. your team made it to Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals without you. Okay? Yeah. So you're no LeBron. You 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 can ball. You you a bad dude, but dude, like you're not no LeBron. Like so, just I don't know. I don't know what he thought. I don't know, man. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. Like, I, and I, 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 I kind of predicted this in the beginning of the season. I said, watch when Kyrie comes back. There's going to be some locker room issues, mm-hmm. you know. And sure enough, like here we are. Yeah. He, he. Here are the exact words that came out of his mouth. He said, "I apologize." He answered an apology. Actually, he said, "I apologize for being that young player that wanted everything at his fingertips." And I wanted everything at my threshold. I wanted to be all that and the responsibility of being the best in the world and leading your team is something that is not meant for many people. Brian was one of those guys who came to Cleveland and tried to show us how to win a championship. End quote. Hmm. Okay. So he so he basically issued an apology to LeBron James. I mean, what did he? I mean, did he really need to apologize to LeBron James? What? Like, I, 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 I was always under the impression I could be wrong that he left because he knew LeBron was going to leave. Exactly, that's what I thought. Not because, not because you know, not because because he wanted he wanted to lead his own team, quote unquote, but because he knew LeBron was going to eventually leave and and, and the Cavaliers weren't going to be competitive. I mean, they they already weren't competitive because they were getting shellac. It was clear that they were just going to get shellacked by the Warriors every year in the finals. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I, no one's questioning why you left. And the, and the thing, the timing of it, I agree with you on the timing of it. I don't like the timing of this statement because you just beat the Raptors, who was the best team in the East. You, you basically dominated. He had a dominating fourth quarter performance last night. Uh, dropped 27 points in assists. He looked like... He did look like the Kyrie Irving that the Boston Celtics were waiting on. And then after the game, you make this comment, like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you need to apologize about? Like, was there, was was it deeper than just, that makes me question, is it deeper than just you knew that the writing was on the wall before LeBron James left? Or was it some stuff that we didn't even know about that was going on in the locker room between you and LeBron? Maybe you guys had some arguments oh, or issues. Pat, what up, Chris? What up? Oh, Chris is online. What's going, what's going on? Stayos is in the building. The legendary Stayos podcast. Yes. Yes. Yo, we got the we got the pod father. We got the original pod father in the house. That's right. The man who started this whole thing, man. <laughs> the Black Bill Simmons. What up, fellas? What's up? What's up? What's going on? We, we just catch you. We, I just want to catch you up on what we're talking about. I don't know if you heard Kareem's apology to LeBron James. 
this morning. Trash. <laughs> Please elaborate, Chris. <laughs> it, it was it was unnecessary. I mean, Kyrie is understanding what it's like to lead a team, but they're, they're two different personalities. LeBron is more commanding. LeBron is more aggressive as far as his control technique. Uh, he just does certain things that have certain pools on the inside that allows him to put himself in, in better situations. Kyrie just kind of jumped ship and was placed into a situation and tried to take control of it. It's two different scenarios. Do you, do you think the apology is genuine or you think it's just... I think it's genuine because Kyrie's having a hard time. Like, he didn't... He thought it would be easier than this. But what Kyrie wasn't banking on was that. So you got two or three just young lions sitting there in Boston. And sooner or later, and it seems to have happened a little sooner, you know, they're going to they gonna want their go. They're going to they gonna want their name out there. Right. So, you know, it's, it's going to be times where Kyrie's going to be fighting for that attention that he thought he was going to get. But again, he, he ended up in a position that LeBron tends to match the dots. Because if you remember when he went back to Cleveland, he was like, get Wiggins out of here. He didn't want to have to deal with that. Like, he wanted Kyrie, but he didn't want to have to deal with a whole bunch of young up-and-coming players who was going to blossom and, and fight for his touch. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. 100%. I, I also think, let me interject, I also think he's trying to ingratiate himself a little bit more with with LeBron James, too. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's like, the NBA, I assume, is just like every other uh, um, business, corporate, you know, corporate environment where, you know, if the wrong people dislike you, or there's some sort of antipathy between you and someone else who has power and sway and influence, it could turn out kind of bad. So, you know, make no mistake, LeBron is the most influential player in the league, and you want to be on his good side. So I think that's part of it, too. Yeah. True, true. So, there you have it. That's our opinion on that whole uh, topic. I want to get into this next topic um, real briefly. Enos Kainer is wanted, dead or alive, by the Turk by Turkish prosecutors, reportedly seeking a warrant, arrest warrant for NBA player Enos Kainer. Uh, I guess he has ties to a terrorist group. What are you guys' opinion on this? Is this is this? Do you think this is a true story in regards to Enos Kainer? Do you think he really is a part of a terrorist group or do you think this is just something that <laughs> that maybe uh, uh, um, what am I looking for here? A defamation of character. Man, Europe. Can I take this? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, okay. So, so just to give you a little background information, the, the, the president of Turkey is, is somewhat of a divisive figure and Enos Cantor has been very vocal in, in voicing his, his issues with this guy, uh, his problems, and, um, you know, he's he basically against the guy. Now, I mean, we all know, we all know that a lot of these foreign governments, they're extremely corrupt, um, they're extremely vicious. We, we saw what happened with the Saudi, Saudi Arabian prince. They had that journalist, like, hacked and covered it up. Um, so it, it, it might be a situation like that where you just have some really uh, powerful people. And growing up in Turkey, he might be, uh, um, Enos Cancer just might be more familiar with their history. That's why he's, you know, a, a, a vocal opponent of this guy. 
Um, what's interesting is that Tito Turkoglu was actually a supporter of the guy he was criticizing. So it's it's kind of spawned a little back and forth beef with him and Hito Turkoglu as well. Hito Turkoglu Turkey. But um, what happened was they they didn't like what Enos Cancer was saying about the president. This is how it appears. I, I, I'm no, no political expert, but how it appears is that they're trying to counter the, the bad press that the president has been getting because now you have this ex-Turkish citizen over in the United States who's playing for an NBA team saying, hey, this is a bad dude. So to counter that, they're saying that he has ties to terrorist organizations because he used the T-word, you know what I mean? All of a sudden, he's a bad guy. So I think that's kind of what's happening. It's, they're, they're, it's just back and forth between who can make who look bad. Um, but we, we already know, man. Politics is vicious. These, these governments are vicious. And, you know, we're fortunate enough where right now we, we you know, live in a country where if you speak out against a particular figure, it, you know, it won't end in death threats and getting killed. Um, but for a lot of these um, citizens in these other countries, it can mean that. So I think it's unfortunate. The fact that he's getting death threats to me speaks volumes for the type of guy that this president is. You know what I mean? It's like... You know, okay, maybe he is a bad guy then. You know what I mean? Like, like if this is what's happening with him speaking out against him, who lives in another country, you know? So, you know, it's an unfortunate situation, but that's just how some of these governments are. Yeah, I was right up the same knowledge with that. You know, I was just going to say that a lot of these, especially like the Europeans I've met, those in government, they, they grind it. <laughs> you know, they they... What we do here, and, and we know people may have issues with the political structure here and what's going on in the current window. You know, but still, I mean, you can go on Twitter and say, you know, hey, he did this, he did that. And you have a level of freedom away with it. You can't say cool about these when you go to Europe. You, this dude is crying. And, and all it takes is for them to, to pull a doctor a photo with in a cancer, you know, being 14, shaking a hand with, with somebody who's not terrorist. Mm-hmm. They can they can blow that up. So this man has, has been outspoken as far as the government to the point where he can't even really he said he can't even go past Canada. He said it's the United States and Canada, everywhere else, you know, he fears they can get to. So he's put his own livelihood, contact with his family, all that thing and jeopardy. So he must feel stronger about it, you know, like him said. If, if it puts him at risk of, of his life being ended, it, if he couldn't go to London, remember with them? Uh, when they yeah, I was just ready. about to bring that yeah. point out. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, be scared of that. You know, maybe, maybe this dude is uh, some kind of something. Uh, Enos Kaner has always been on record to be a very opinionated guy. He's always never held his tongue for anything, uh, especially towards stars in the NBA. He's had his run-ins with different stars, such as LeBron James, but he's also very outspoken towards his country, and he mentioned this. I thought this was pretty funny. He said, I don't even have a parking ticket in the U.S. I've always been a law-abiding resident, so you know, Edith Kaner, he just has, he's just the guy with strong opinions. He's kind of like the Colin Kaepernick of 
the NBA in regards to it not being the uh, U.S. government involved is more the Turkish government. But I, it's interesting that you said that about uh, Hito Turgulu. Do you think, Ian? Do you think? Do you think that plays a huge factor because of Hito Turgulu's support for the Turkish government? In contrast with Enos Kanger? Oh, uh, absolutely. I, I, you mean as far as like who can travel? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like you know, like I said, it's unfortunate. Like it's just this is just a case of dude has made the wrong enemies. Like, um, you know, he made the wrong enemies list. Yeah, you he know, did. It's just it's like it's like here in 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 the united states it's like we have our political divisions between liberals and conservatives the democrats and republicans this is this is a case where you know you got two different players from the same country who subscribe to two different political ideologies and but unfortunately in some of these countries if you're on the wrong side man that can mean death so it, it goes to show how fortunate we are man yeah, he's afraid of even being assassinated in, in London, you know? Right. And maybe Vito kind of saw what this dude was about. So he was vocal about it. You know, it's like sometimes you you jump on squad because you know it's just the best route to take. So, you know, Vito might be like, hey, I still got family over there. I still want to go back and forth over there and see my people, my family, people, my friends, people close to me. So, yeah, maybe he's going to be vocal on his support for somebody that he's truly in fear of. Yeah, make you just crazy. <laughs> yeah. What well, one thing? Yeah, I'll go ahead. No, no, I, I, I was done. All right, that's cool. So, yeah, again, um, shouts out to Ennis Kaner for you know standing up for what he believes in and uh, taking the necessary, uh, making the necessary efforts to protect himself. And um, you know, the U.S. have recognized basically his stand uh, against the uh, rights the, the the fact that the turkey uh, government the way they've been abusing their 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 base their their sovereignty so to speak they've been a, a <laughs> very abusive and he's pretty much related some of the hello, things hello. that have been going on hello am i still am i still on yeah hello. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But the one thing, but to, to move on to the, before we move on to the next subject, I just want to mention one more thing about Ennis Kaner. He's doing a good job at protecting himself from assassinations, but he needs to do a better job of not being a glutton. <laughs> because I don't know if y'all heard about that story, how he ate like seven hamburgers and was too sick to show up for a game. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess when uh when the Knicks did go to London, uh-huh. I guess he stayed here. The Knicks when the Knicks went to London, he stayed here. And I guess he spent his time here eating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Rodney. Hey Rodney man. Hey, right. Don't, judge, don't judge that man. He under stress, man. He got, <laughs> he got people threatening his life, man. That's tough. <laughs> hey, I ain't judging him. I ain't judging him. I just thought it was a fascinating story. Because <laughs> I saw the picture with all the food on, on the tray, and I'm like, I know he ain't about to eat all that. <laughs> maybe, maybe Trump served it up to him. 
Wow. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> we had the best burgers. <laughs> Hamburgers. Right. Hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> and fresh furs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Moving on to the uh, award show. We have our mid-season awards. The Magnificent Vibes mid-season awards. And uh, everybody put in their votes. So I'm just going to rip off all the nominees and uh, we're going to mention the winners and we'll discuss them as we go along. You can feel free to give some input on some people that we probably left out or other awards. I, I was Reggie mentioned Reggie and Dave mentioned to me the six man of the year award was left out. But we can get to that at the end end of the year show so we'll be able to make up for that we got plenty of time this is season what you think you know so far because things can change over the course of the season certain players will be hot right now and then they'll falter towards the end of the season so these these aren't locks for the end of the year this is just right. good season that's all hey, hey question question when they when they when they brought it to your attention what you left out and who you left out did they, did they do so today? Uh, yeah, which was too late. I'm not changing anything. Yeah, man, niggas kill me, man. Like, <laughs> like, how you just gonna wait to the 11th hour to be like, oh, you forgot so and so? Like, man, you you forgot to vote. So, right. <laughs> I can't, it's too late. I can't. I can't go back and just change everything. It's it's too late. You know. They wait 30 minutes before the the show starts to be like, you forgot so and so. Yeah. Right. That's it. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Make your own podcast and you can be able to add them all onto <laughs> your show. I'm sorry. Uh, so we're going to get into it. We're going to get right into it. MVP. We have the nominees for MVP so far midseason. James Harden, Greek Freak, and Kawhi Leonard. Now, I didn't really, I just tallied up all the votes. I really don't have names that next to everybody's vote. But uh, please verify who you voted for in, in this topic before I mention the winner. Okay, okay. I actually nominated the Greek Freak. Okay. As did I. I uh, nominated Kawhi Leonard. But the winner of the midseason MVP awards goes to James Harden. What? Yeah. James Harden won by one vote. I can't be mad at it, though. I mean, the, the way he's played offensively over the course of the last month is, is a phenomenal. But he's not. And it sounds like you don't. Um, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I mean, like James Harden is, is he not? He's not a terrible choice. He's not a terrible choice, but I, I, I would not. I don't know, man. I wouldn't put him because of the way the Rockets started so shaky in the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. Whereas with the Greek Freak and with Kawhi, they kind of came out the gate swinging. They, they've sustained a lot of consistency all year round with, you know, just notching wins for their team. That's why I would put both of them over Harden. But Harden's not a, a terrible choice. Man, yeah, I, I, I'm not mad at this because James Harden's just putting out buckets he's making people look stupid 
Like, yeah, they got off to a slow start, but he's out there making it. This man scored 38 points and missed 16 threes in the process. <laughs> like, this could potentially have scored over 70 points in one game. Then he's dropping 58. He's dropping 57. Like, he, he is just single-handedly carrying Houston out of their abyss and back into the conversation as a team that could potentially beat the Warriors, which I don't think is going to happen. But, man, I, I can't be mad at James Harden. But I will say this, man. Greek Freak and Kawhi Leonard have been more consistent throughout the year. And, yes, you could say, that, yeah, they in the East, but they're, they're beating, like, the, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors are beating legit Western Conference teams in the process. That yeah, they're in the East, but when they play the West, they're they're balling. They're balling against the West. So yeah, they're beating the, they're beating the Warriors, and you know, like you said, all these other like top notch teams. But you're right, James Harden has been balling. He's been balling so much. They the, the, the media's gonna start talking about how you need to put him with LeBron James. Watch. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I don't. I don't think life's gonna touch. The Golden Boy. They, they they'll compare him to Mike. They'll pass Mike up with the James Harden comparison before they touch LeBron. LeBron is this era's golden child, and they, whatever reason, he tried to eliminate Harden when now tried to get yeah. out with that pass. We're well, <laughs> <laughs> we gonna decide this right now. But, <laughs> I'm surprised Harden didn't walk away with a, with a with a black eye or Man. a dislocated eye socket. And then the, the Bucks beat him. You know, Giannis showed out, carried him to a victory over the over the Rockets. That's another thing that kind of played into it for me. Picking Giannis is, is when they went head to head. You know, Giannis did his thing. He held his own. Just to know yeah, every yeah. night when you play the Bucks, you're going to get dunked on, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. And you know what's crazy about it? It only take him two dribbles to do it. It only take him two dribbles. And, and he's at the rim already. It's crazy. But uh, we're moving on to our next award. Everybody still with me? Yep, yep. yep. All right. Rookie of the year. Luka Doncic, DeAndre Ayton, and Trey Young. Uh. This is for Rookie of the Year, you said. Uh, yeah, this is for Rookie of the Year, and I ain't even got to ask y'all who voted. Uh, it was a runaway with this one. Luca won. No one voted for DeAndre Ayton or Trey Young in this category. Rookie of the Year definitely goes to Luca, in my opinion. I don't even I mean, think we need to discuss this one. Yeah, a- Ayton's putting up numbers, but Luca's just single-handedly winning games. That, that counts for a lot. Yeah, yeah. That step back is wicked too, man. And legal. Yeah, and legal. <laughs> and uh, Trey Young, I will throw this in there about Trey Young. He is, he turned out to be better than what I thought he was going to be. Uh, he still's got, I mean, he's got the green, ultimate green light in Atlanta. And he's still not really making noise. So for somebody that had a green light and still really not being in the conversation, like nobody's really talking about him. That just shows you that, yeah, you know, he's putting up some decent numbers, but he's nowhere near on Luca's level. Let me ask y'all a question though: Do you do you think that the Atlanta Hawks made a mistake? Absolutely. What you think, Chris? 
it's not going to look like a mistake when uh when Atlanta drafts Zion Williamson. <laughs> I think you think, you think Zion Williams can turn that team around. I think the combination of Trey and Zion would be nice. Trey Young is the type of cat where you're going to really see him shine when he has talent. When and if that happens, he needs talent around. Like he's, he can get buckets and put up numbers, but you won't really see how important he is until there's a, a few other players around. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, because when he was in Oklahoma last year, he was with some busters, man. I mean, they he didn't have. If this man didn't have a ball, it was either going to be a turnover or a missed shot, and he was going the other way. Uh, he was unfairly. They unfairly put all the responsibility on him to carry that team and uh, took a lot out of him. And it really hurt. It hurt his stock leading into the draft. So, but I mean, Trey, Trey's doing better than I thought. And I don't think he's going to be a bust, but he just ain't Luca. Yeah, he just ain't Luca. <laughs> all right. Most improved player. We had four in the category. We had Jamal Murray. Serge Ibaka, Tobias Harris, and Buddy Hill. I'm going Jamal Murray, man. Okay. Um, Chris? You know, I, I haven't been following the Denver Nuggets. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say, I haven't been following Denver Nuggets in great detail, but, you know, um, the highlights I see from this dude is like, I didn't his name last year, you know, so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I vote for him, man. Okay, and Jamal Chris, you had Tobias. Tobias, Jamal Murray is solid, um, but he he's not the reason. He's not the main reason Denver's winning. Denver got that center, Jokic. Oh yeah, that that dude's beast. And you know he he works well with him. But Tobias Harris surprised everybody because he's got the Clippers from the middle of the West. Yeah, dude. And between him and Lou Williams, I I dare you to name three other guys on that team. Other than <laughs> in the middle of the Western Conference, that water's going on out there. Yeah, I got people throwing throwing at me Derrick Rose, throwing at me Paul George, but I would say Derrick too. I would throw him in the in the running. Yeah, I mean, and Derrick Rose has improved. Don't get me wrong, he has improved. But look where Minnesota's at. I mean, they're they are trash, dude. In my opinion, they they're a good. They're they if they were in the East, okay, they'd be in the playoff line. But they just they just underachieve, and, and that that's a team that frustrates me so much when I watch them. It, it's it, it, they're they're Derrick Rose having a, a great season. It looks like he's going to make the All Star game this year. But um, and then Paul George. Jamil put out a Paul George shout out. What do y'all think? Is he improved or? I don't know what I don't know what happened in Oklahoma City, but mm-hmm. for some reason, Russell Westbrook doesn't feel the need to shoot all of them. And as a result, Paul George is shooting. And now you see what happens when Paul George shoots more than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, they win. <laughs> they win. Simple, simple plane. They win. But yeah, Minnesota though, the whole Derrick thing with Minnesota. Minnesota really wants to be the Bulls. And when I say that is they they've taken, you know, they put their foot in every step the Bulls put their foot in two years before. 
to the point where it seems like they're driven to be a terrible franchise. <laughs> 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 it's like you, everything the Bulls have done wrong, you duplicate. Why? Like, like it didn't work. It didn't work for them. But no, no, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my beer, Bulls. <laughs> This is about to be a breeze. <laughs> and, then, and then Golden State come, come in, toot that A up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, rest in peace, Cameron Payne. All right, next subject. Coach of the year. We got nominees Mike Malone, Nick Nurse, and Coach Bud. Who, who did y'all uh, vote for? I got Mike Malone, man. I voted for Nick Nurse. He ain't really feeling that devil vibe. Yeah, man. But I, I got Nick Nurse because uh, three months ago, you didn't know who that dude was. Show didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> people were, people was, you would hear people say, oh, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have fired Dwayne Casey for... Uh, what's that other dude? Uh, who who is he? Who who, who goes to Toronto now? Oh, Nick Nurse. Oh yeah, that dude. Yeah, they should have let. They should have kept Casey. Uh, Dwayne Casey. So for me, for me, Coach of the Year, it comes down to who could accomplish the most with the least analytically. And mm-hmm. so y'all don't think y'all don't think that Mike Malone wins that argument. There's more talent in Denver. There's wait, wait, wait. You're saying there's more talent on Denver than there is on the on the Raptors? On the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Jokic, Murray, Will Thrill, even though he ain't played. They're 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 playing good, but I wouldn't say there's more talent. Gary Harris. There's, there's, there's no talent there. I mean, you yeah, but you Kawhi. look at the you look at the Raptors, they got they got Okay, of course, Kyle Lowry. They got Kawhi. They got Ibaka. They got um, uh, 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 what's the other dude? They just got go oh, Siakam. Who? Siakam. Yeah, Siakam. Danny Green. But Siakam came out of nowhere. Is that because of Nick Nurse? But these guys came out of nowhere because of Mike Malone. Like the team at the top of the West is to me is automatically better than the team at the top of the East. Oh, true. Oh, they're better. But they're but he's doing he's doing more he's doing more with people who aren't necessarily household names. Like, yeah, they're Jokic is he's 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 that dude, you know, but outside of him, I don't think these guys would be balling on this level if they were on other teams. Yeah, I Well I got bad always Go ahead. I've always argued that Cal Lowry is the best bad basketball player I've ever seen. And the fact that he's not taking terrible shots this year and making smart basketball plays, yes, the playoffs haven't happened yet. But I see that from Cal Lowry. That's a lot, too. Like, the fact that you can get somebody to meet OC like Cal Lowry to settle down and play smart basketball, that's a lot. Especially if you're not respected in the league as a name. Mm-hmm. Well, I got bad news for both of y'all. Coach Bud actually won this category. What? Yeah. Coach Bud won this category. He does have Tony Snow. 
That is true. That is true. Uh, and they're first in the East. How about that? I mean, they're first in the East. I know it's it's gonna juggle as the year goes along. But, but you know what, Rodney? You know what? He he deserves he deserves that award for all the reasons I mentioned about Michael. So I'm not mad at that. Right, because he he act, I'm technically he has less talent than both those. You're right. Teams. You're right. Outside of Greek free. You're right. Yeah. With that one man, it's a lot of stuff. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And uh, shouts out to Chris Middleton too, man. He's balling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year. We actually had a tie in this category. It was the only category that finished in a tie. Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Greek Freak, and Rudy Gobert. And uh, it was a tie between Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. So, do they both get the award, or uh, how we doing this? Oh, I'm gonna have to coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no. I, you ain't got no dilated people have, CD to flip. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I meant to bring the Queen Pen CD with me to flip, but I ain't get a chance to. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to flip a cord. A party ain't a party without. <laughs> a special guest. Hey, that, that track has a Lost Boys on. It did. It did. It did. Was that the remix? It did. I think it, that was a remix. Okay. Oh, was it? I think it was the remix. I have to go back and look at that. <laughs> I just remember Mr. Cheek popping out on that track. <laughs> Mr. Cheeks, that's a that's a big shout out. All right, so uh, Chris, since you're our special guest, I'll let you call heads or tails. Heads. Heads. All right, Ian, you got tails in. All right. Heads it is. Heads it is. So I got to pick between Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis. Who did you originally vote for? I voted for Gianna. You voted for Gianna. Oh, so you got to pick between. Yeah, yeah. You were the only vote, actually, for Gianna. So. Yeah, I wrote it in because Gianna is mega picky. Right. (laughs) So Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. Uh, Let's go. Let's go AD. AD? So AD is the midseason winner of the Defensive Player of the Year award. So there we have it. Now, uh, another honorable mention was Paul George. Someone mentioned Paul George in the voting. Do y'all agree with that? Um, Not not compared to these other guys. No, no. I agree. I agree. Like, I'm a I'm a numbers analytics guy, and if you look at all the analytics, Giannis is by far the best. He does. You look at a, you look at a guy who's guarding the perimeter. Hey, real like quick, that. real quick, who who wrote in Paul George? Oh, your boy, your your co-host, Jamil. I, I thought that was a Reggie vote. I got to be honest with you. No, that's a Jamil vote. Reggie only voted for only was vouching for Derrick Rose. <laughs> hey, he only vouching for folks. I vote folks. Across the board. If any folks, if any folks I ain't voting for. <laughs> the folks pick it. <laughs> oh, man. Folks pick it. Shout out to Willie Wilson, man. Hey, big, big time. Big time. 
handing out fifty dollar bills on Forty Seventh Street. Man, he is a man of the people. Yeah, he's still doing that. Yeah, man, he said they can't tell him what to do with his own money. And why they? Why he ain't give Vic fifty dollars? Right. <laughs> and Victor. <laughs> Victor was able to take a picture with Vic. And Victor was able they to pay for his whole meal at Boston Garden. What? They gonna assassinate Willie Wilson, man, because he he he's too much of a man of the people, man. They someone gonna try to take him out. Yeah, he can't be mayor of Chicago. I'm sorry. But that's another topic for another day. Let's move on to these. <laughs> Willie Wilson out here stirring up sedition. <laughs> I should have came up with a Willie Wilson award. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, next next award we got the now we get into the to the bad part of our award some 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 good some bad uh, the J.R. Smith Award and uh, for those who are new listeners to the show the J.R. Smith Award represents a player that once got paid the big bucks but has not lived up to that contract during the rest of his career and the nominees are Otto Porter Jr., Gordon Hayward, and Kent Bazemore. So, who did you guys vote for? I voted for my early pick, uh, Gordon Hayward. All right, and Chris? Really? I voted Otto Porter Jr. All right. Uh, it sounds like Chris wanted you to expound on that, Ian. Well, it's, it's just a matter of numbers, man. Like, Gordon Hayward is signed to four years, $127 million, whereas Ooh. Otto Porter is signed to four years, $106 million. So... Um, and, and and let's be clear here, like, nobody, before this season, nobody thought Otto Porter was going to be at the level of a Gordon Hayward when Gordon Hayward was at Utah. I think they thought he was going to be decent, but I don't think anyone thought he was going to be what, what how Gordon Hayward looked, mm-hmm. you know, towards the end of the first act of his career. So, um... You know, Boston, man, they, they put a lot of money on the table for that dude, man. And he is he is underperformed, dude. He is underperformed. All right. I just I think I think that injury man, is is worse than that on. And I think he's still fighting his way back from that. That's why I didn't kinda of hold him accountable for it. I wanna give him another year and see what happens. As far as that injury goes. Like I don't think it is one, why did he get paid that in the first year? Because they thought he was gonna be the next Scotty Pippen. <laughs> and he won. He is the winner of the J.R. Smith Midseason Award. Otto Porter. Otto Porter, Otto Porter, step up and get your Hennessy bottle, bro. <laughs> Come on down, baby. He's in a nice brown paper bag. And it's already got one sip taken out of, out of it by, by J.R. Smith. He ain't got to even worry about drinking on game night because he ain't getting off the bench. Exactly. Exactly. All right, our next subject, our next, actually, our next award, our next award is the Will Barton Award. For those who don't listen to this show, we are big fans of Will the Thrill Barton, and we love the fact that he likes to tear rims up. And so we reward <laughs> the player out there that is tearing rims up. And I'm going to tear the rim up. What'd you say, Chris? Chopped up a little bit. I'm going to tear that rim up. <laughs> All right, um, Miles Bridges, Greek Freak, and Aaron Gordon are the nominees. I'm assuming everyone here voted for Greek Freak. No, 
Oh, I know. I. So the only, the only Chris, you're the, the only, only one that picked Miles Bridges. Explain. And I'm the and I have no problem with Gianna Johnson. I just want to pick Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges because I feel it needs to be said that even though he's not getting a lot of picks, when he comes into the game, this dude is ripping the rim off. Of oh my God, Amy. <laughs> and doing it with authority, with some attitude. Like, I get excited, man, when I see his highlights. Chip dunking on midgets. <laughs> we got one honorable mention from Greg Derrick Jones Jr. I'm not familiar with any of his highlights, but anybody comment, feel free to comment on him. He jumps, jumps really high, really far. Um, he plays for Miami. He okay. plays for Nasty. Sounds like somebody's typing it up. Oh, my bad. I was plugging my phone in. Is it <laughs> oh, cool okay. now? All right. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right, Chris, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, he's a dunker. He's a dunker, but, I mean, I don't... In-game, I'm not putting him on the level of these three guys. Of course, Giannis is the best, but I just wanted to shout out Miles Bridges. We're doing what he's doing this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, Aaron Gordon is got that. To me, Aaron Gordon is at the point now. He's kind of like Vince Carter, where you pretty much know what you're gonna get with him when he dunks. Even though it's it's, it's still exciting to watch him dunk, but it's like oh, it's Aaron Gordon. He, he, he's just showing out, you know. It's not Greek freak jumping two steps and then jumping from the free throw line, or Miles Bridges ripping the rim off on three defenders. Like I, I just. You know, Aaron Gordon didn't get any votes, but I'll just throw him out there as, hey, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You'll win something one day in life. So, and that too, man, the magic are terrible. The Thibs, the Tom Thibodeau Award. Coaches who should be next on the chopping block. We only had two nominees, Luke Walton and Scott Brooks. This was a fight right here, man. This, this, this was a close race. But the winner came out to be Scott Brooks. I think Ian voted. No, for I voted Walt. for Scott Brooks. You voted for Scott Brooks. I, I had I had voted for Scott. Re- Brooks reason being, reason being, as long as Lance Stevenson is on the Lakers, Luke Walton has a chance to keep his job. <laughs> that is true. Because Lance that is Stevenson true. can dig you out of whatever hole you're digging because he is the goal. Yep. Okay, so I don't think I think this is the last year we will see Luke Walton coaching LeBron James. I think he's going to get canned at the end of the year personally, but Scott Brooks deserves this award. Scott Brooks needs to go right away. Like that, lifetime, that team is trash. He's like a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> <laughs> he is a subpar and terrible coach. Like. He's always benefited from having a ton of talent on his team. And this year it doesn't save yep. him because none of them dudes in Washington like each other. I, now that you say that, yeah, he's had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, uh, James Drew Harden, Green, James Harden, John Wall. I, I will not mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I left that to Chris to say that name. I know y'all don't like him. I know him. Who, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't no like him. Bill. I don't have a problem with him. Brad Bill. Oh, Bill. no, man. The Wale of the NBA. 
Get him out of here. I don't want to see him. I knew it was coming. <laughs> but at least he's Wale. You said what? At least he's Wale. <laughs> and he's not little Baby right. or somebody. <laughs> like, All right. some expectations uh, going into it. Yeah. All right, our next, our next award, the Malice at the Palace Award. We award the best fight so far this year. This basically wasn't even say, a competition, man. A- CP3, Rondo, unanimous. This was unanimous. Um, so I'm gonna move on to the next one. The last topic. This is the one. Wait, I'm wait, really wait. Can I say something? About. CP3 and Rondo fight. Number one. It Go was ahead. A long time coming. And number two, they actually were landing those punches, man. Yeah, it wasn't a whole be back moment. It wasn't like waiting until somebody get in the middle of you and uh, somebody throw a wild swing and it just hits absolutely nothing. These dudes are throwing straight punches, spitting straight at faces. This is this had everything. <laughs> oh man. And 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 it had little betrayal moments like LeBron James, like seeing how his friend is doing and pulling him to the side. Are you okay, baby? It had a little romantic moment yeah. there it took, with it LeBron took, and it, it, took it had everything. Stevenson and his leadership skills to defuse the situation to get his his guys out of there. That's why Lance Stevenson is the true true leader and goat and MVP of the season. So. Basically, Lance Stevenson was the boot that hit Ike Turner in the face. (laughs) 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 All right, next subject, tanking award. (laughs) The teams that's doing the best job at tanking. We had four four that made the nomination a team that just missed the cut was the Atlanta Hawks but the Suns the Cavaliers the Knicks and the Bulls which team is doing the best job at tanking I gotta hand it to my Chicago Bulls alright and uh who did you pick Chris and that is exactly who won this category they have won the tanking award the Cavaliers (sighs) the Bulls lost by one vote but it was between the it was neck and neck between the Bulls and the Cavs. The Knicks got one vote. The Suns got a couple of votes, but the Cavs and the Bulls dominated this con this category. Is just the Cavs, man. They the Cavs. I don't think they're doing a. I voted for the Bulls too, but I think the Cavs. <clears throat> they have no choice. They they don't have the talent to try not to tank. They just Dude, trash. Kevin Love has been out all season with the flu. <laughs> <laughs> the <flu. laughs> he's had the he's had the flu for three months. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, we noticed you have some flu-like symptoms. Why don't you uh, stay home for the season? <laughs> he said, "Hey, no well, problem." Winning any game. See the Bulls. Yeah, it's plenty of hot liquor, Kevin Love. Uh, the Bulls are doing this. The things the Bulls are doing, they sincerely believe they're better than the team. That's why I couldn't give it to them. Like. They think they're right. They're not tanking. They're, yeah. They're bad as a result of what they're doing, and it will equal a tank. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, Chris, Chris. Uh, I meant to tell you, too. Uh, great job on your podcast a couple episodes ago after the Fred Hoiberg firing. 
you articulated for 50 minutes. <laughs> oh, bro, I did. Li- I listened to that episode too, Chris. I thought, I thought, man, I was in church, man. I had a couple of amens, you know, a couple that of was wows. Cool public talk, couple right of- there, dude. Like you. You broke it down yeah. like you articulated exactly what has been wrong with the Bulls and what is wrong with the Bulls for the past what three four years now. So good job on that, man. And the aggravation grows. I'm sure. <laughs> Can't wait to hear more, man. Can't wait to hear more. So that ends our award segment of our show. Those are the awards. I'm gonna document this, and at the end of the season. We're going to see if all of these winners defend their crown, um, barring something bad happens. We don't know, but we'll see. Our next segment, we got a big story time coming up with Ian Ray. Hey, Ian wants to hey, share a story. Hey, real quick, before we move on, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back. Do you struggle with having to refute people when they make ill-informed or idiotic comments? Are you often bothered by individuals who have an extremely inflated sense of self-importance? Well, worry not, people. From Magnificent Vibes products comes a new spray-on fragrance, Essence of Otis. A special cologne for special times and special individuals that nobody came to see. With just a couple of spritzes or sprays of this magnificent fragrance, you'll no longer have to be bothered with those who make delusional statements like this. And for us to come back, you know, the way we came back in that fashion, I was like, that one right there made me the greatest player of all time. That's what I felt. Or this. All my emotion came out at one time. Was it the right way to do it? No. But I can't control that when I'm out there competing. Or this. They come in to see the temptations. Or this. Man, Lance Stevenson, whack. That dude can't play no ball. Ha <laughs> ha. That's right. Just spritz or spray till they out your way. And for you ozone alert, whole food shop and kale eat niggas, we also have Essence of Otis available in African oil form. You can cop this wonderful product from your local liquor store or corner store in between the barbecue pork rinds and the Chico sticks. And at your local Walgreens between the hemorrhoid ointment and the black ice car fresheners. And if you go to the one on 103rd in Michigan, tell them Dr. Shabazz sent you and get 10% off your final purchase. Get your Essence of Otis today. All right, we back. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Ian, please share with the world what happened okay. to you. It's- well, you almost had to get Dude, this was about a month ago. So this is this is recent. <laughs> so I remember I, my shout out from from earlier in the show. I, I said it has a direct correlation to the story. So um, a light went out on my front porch, uh, <clears throat> the above head light or whatever. And uh, my wife was bugging the heck out of me, right? Like, Ian, change the light bulb, change the light bulb for like a week. So this particular day, I said, you know what? I'm tired of hearing your mouth. I'm going to go out. I'm going to change this light bulb, okay? Take my ladder out onto the porch. <laughs> I climb up to the to the top of the ladder. I'm, like, I'm changing the light bulb out. It's a Saturday. Um, it's like 4.30 in the afternoon. So so it's still a little bit light outside. <clears throat> so um, about two doors down on my block, um, this car pulls up. And I'm hearing some, some talking back and forth. This This particular house always 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 has dudes hanging out in front of 
front of the house. It's just, it's that house. I, I live on a quiet block, but there's this one house which is always activity, okay? So I'm on the, I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the top of this ladder changing this light bulb. And all of a sudden, I hear bang! And then I turn and I look toward the direction of the house where I heard the conversation. And I, all I see is gunfire flashes coming from this car. Bang, 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 bang. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, I jumped off the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped off the Wait a minute. Where did you jump the, from I was the on ladder? The top from? Step, dude. How, how long is this ladder it a, again? It was, a, it was well, how many steps was on this ladder? Maybe four steps? No, okay. you had three steps plus the tray at the top. So I was on oh, the very, gotcha. very last step. So do I jump off the ladder, okay, <laughs> grab the doorknob, swing the door open, jump in, tell my, tell my wife to get down, okay, all in probably like a half of a second. <laughs> Dude, I turned it to the flag. Dude, y'all had... Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, shots are still going off. Dude, you had a minister society moment at this. Right, right. Meanwhile, <laughs> shots are still going off, dude. They emptied the whole clip into this, dude, like 50 feet away from me. Okay. I, so, as soon as the last shot rang out or whatever, I run to the bedroom, go check on my son. He's in bed, playing on his phone. He, he ain't none of this registered with him. Okay. So, he's okay. So, <laughs> so... They peel off or whatever. They empty a whole clip into this thing, okay? So maybe <laughs> maybe about, you know, I make sure the family is all right and everything. So we all good. <laughs> I, about 20 minutes later, the cops finally show up. And, like, that, I realized, man, I left the ladder out outside and the light bulb. So they probably going to be like, man, someone had to have seen this shooting because they left their stuff on the porch. The cops right. never questioned me. Okay, I, I would have given a statement, but they, they never questioned. So the, the ambulance and everything comes, they taping everything off. And I come outside, like, like to get my ladder, trying to act like I ain't seen nothing. Like, oh, man, what happened? <laughs> Someone got shot. <laughs> so the dude, the dude who got shot up, his girlfriend from the block down, she's coming outside. She crying. Oh, he lived, by the way, because their their aim was so bad. Okay. Um, but he did get hit. He got hit. They emptied the whole clip in this dude. Yeah, I'm like, why? How did they not kill this guy? Like, they were right up on him. Okay. So anyway, uh, the girlfriend is outside. She crying. She she and all the neighbors have come out, and she's like, all oh, these people out here, all these homes, and ain't nobody see nothing. And my neighbor from across the street goes, shut up, B. (laughs) (laughs) So so they basically, basically, that's my story, man. That's my story. It was, it was, it was very riveting and harrowing at the time. But, um, I'm saying that. He said, I came out on the porch and was like, oh, it's a shooting? Let me just ride my ladder real quick. (laughs) Just out here for no reason. (laughs) i was saying that to say this man like like i was talking about these brothers with this concealing carry that's that's been an issue lately man like if i feel no need living where i live in the neighborhood i live in if i feel no need to like take it there with the self-defense man like 
Y'all shouldn't either, man. And 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 the people I'm speaking of, dude, get this, dude. They live in the safest neighborhood in the state. Okay. Okay. One of them. They live one in Burbank. Okay. The other one lives in Lansing. But y'all dipping into this conceal and carry thing, man. Like y'all, y'all, y'all live in the safe, safe, y'all the safest neighborhoods in the whole congregation. But y'all so obsessed with safety that y'all gonna cross that line, man. And like, you know, come on, man. Come on. Nah, oh, that's that's uh, that that deserves you play just. You know, but stop it with this feeling, Carrie. I, Chris, I don't know if this is the issue where you're at. It is. Um, I haven't heard anything of it, but like, you know, Indiana is they were doing feeling carry way before Illinois did. So I, it's kind of startled me a bit because I'm going to Walgreens and seeing dudes just posted up. So. I guess the same. I haven't, I haven't heard of it amongst the brothers. Okay, yeah, we, we we have this we have this tendency when when the, when the secular authorities say something is illegal, you know, or, or say something is legal rather, um, we have this attitude like, well, it's okay, you know, but it's like, come on, man, think think this through. Is this is this in harmony with Bible principles, even though it's illegal? Exactly. Right. But that's my story, man. That's my story. <laughs> wow, I ain't gotta worry about that with these brothers, Burbank, You know, <laughs> we ain't gotta worry about know, that man. at all. But even though we do got one guy, no, man, we got this dude. We got this another. We got another brother that's worse, dude. Like we had having our security plan meet, and at the end of the meet, he just bust out and was like. Man, I got a. Uh, can we bring um, switchblades? I got switchblades. I got mace. Um, if all those fails, you know, we can go through that. We can go that route. I can train everybody. I can train all the brothers on how to use the switchblade. I also got mace. I can show them the proper way on how to spray the mace in the face or run away and, and t- take protocol. I can do all that. Oh, and, <laughs> and there wasn't Sam? <laughs> and it wasn't Sam. No, it wasn't Sam. It's, it, it's a new brother, man. He He's pretty. He pretty wild, man. He he's he's yeah, he's a nice guy, but he ain't got all the models, <laughs> man. <laughs> One beer short of a six pack, man. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And 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 sometimes he, I think he battles with depression. So sometimes when you make eye contact with him, he's giving you the look. He he looks down your soul, bruh. Like he's staring down your soul. I'm like, I look away because <laughs> like, I just I look away and keep it moving. I don't man. Like that ain't better than depression. Huh? That's psychosis. Hey, I don't. I'm not a big expert. I'm not an expert in mental health and all that stuff. So I don't know the difference. But he, he's something. He's something, and I don't want no part of it. This, this, these stairs are uncomfortable, huh? You eyeballing me, yep. boy? <laughs> that, 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 that's that reckless eyeballing. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's let's move on, man. We, I can go all day on that one. Uh, it's been we had Chris here because on his show they talk about restaurants. Him and uh, his fellow co-host Jordan. Story. 
Clemens. Shout out to Jordan. Hey man, Jordan. Um, I'm waiting for that top five whiskeys review, man. Let's get it. How we doing whiskey? Oh, I can oh. on that. Hey man, the more the merrier. Okay. The more the merrier. Definitely, definitely. We well today we're gonna talk about breakfast spots. Um, we don't have time to like do like a top five list or anything. So we just I, I just leave the floor to you guys. Just spit out maybe one or two restaurants that you feel are good breakfast spots for the people. Chris, I'll let you do the honors. Does it have to be local? It could be local. It could be anywhere. I read about this on uh, on our podcast. Pancake Pantry in Nashville is is a is a great spot. I've never had pancakes that fluffy and delicious <laughs> in my life. Um, so shout out to Pancake Country in Nashville. Uh, up here, Sophia's House of Pancakes in I want to say Highland, Indiana, is pretty good too. So Sophia's House of Pancakes, we got good pancakes, good hash browns, solid breakfast spot. I'm not a big egg eater. The, the mm-hmm. just gets to me. Wait, where where is the Sophia's spot at? You said it's it's like Highland. It's the, it's down Indianapolis Boulevard. So if you were headed towards Sherville, Maryville, you would pass it. I don't know where that's at. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. You are Hoosier now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's 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 like thirty minutes away because I can just hit the two. I just run up two ninety four. Yeah. I don't want to take the, the spot so that, uh, that's in a city like that because I know lead up for you guys. Shout out shout out to Indiana, man. Shout out to the state of Indiana. Um they have the closest still existing Cadoba as well. Really? Mm. Yeah, it's um I, I have to look up the exact address, but no, it's in um I know where it is. I don't know if it's the only one in the area. Yeah, um, it's it's like right in the same parking lot with that target. Um Yep. Yep. And actually, that Sophia's is right down the street from that. Oh, is You'll it? Okay. Sophia right before you get to that. Oh, okay, okay, perfect, perfect. Sure, I like Nova, so that's perfect. All right, all right. Man, Rodney, I got four restaurants. I'm going to run through them real quick, though. This is my round Mount Go ahead. Original House of Pancakes on 104. On oh, 104th and Western. There are many original houses of pancakes, but that is the best one. But don't go there if you're in a rush because they always crowded. Number two, um, number two, and this is in no particular order. Number two, Loon. Um, if original house is too crowded, just drive 12 blocks south and 116th and western, you'll hit Loon. They, they have quick service, they get you in and get you out. Um, the other spot. I'm addicted to right now the Egg Shack, little hole in the wall joint, man. It's like something from a TV show on 128th and uh, uh, Marshfield. <clears throat> um, it is right behind a gas station, but dude, you you're gonna walk out of there for ten dollars. You're gonna walk out of there stuff. Real no frills, uh, uh, breakfast joint. They quick. The the servers are on it. The food is delicious. It's cheap, man. Dude, excellent joint, and it is it's, it's, it's close to the to the house. Um, and then my fourth and final spot. I, I thought this was fitting since a lot of us are going into our uh, Romeoville assembly season. Um, when you get off at Bolingbrook on Route 
uh, was it 50, oh, on Route 83, if you turn right, there is a restaurant a little bit past the Wendy's called Family Square. Okay. They have the best breakfast food, man, hands down for the, for the money, dude. Really? $10, you'll walk out of there stuffed. I don't, Chris, I don't know if you got your assembly to do again. No, I don't. <laughs> but check them out. They're in Bolingbrook, right on Route 83. You get off the expressway going to the assembly hall, turn right, and it's right there. Uh, right next to the Oh, right next to that yep. speedway, right? It's not yep, too far yep, from right speedway. There. I know exactly the place you're talking about. I always looked at that spot, and I always was curious, but I never don't went in don't there. Please. Dude, when we had our big elders meeting back in May for the reorg, I told the brothers, I'm like, they were like, man, where y'all want to? I was like, yo, y'all got to go to Family Square, dude. I took these against the family. Uh, excuse my language. I took, these, I took these brothers to Family Square. They loved it, man. They loved it. They was like, man, we got to come back here. I, we, we didn't even. They said what you said, Rodney. They was like, oh, we always drove past it, but never went in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind. Dude, yeah. 10, 12 bucks, you'll walk out of there. Stuff. Okay. Dude, it's, it's the only breakfast joint that actually has this thing. Mm. And it's one is it one of those breakfast joints where they do lunch and dinner, or is this strictly a breakfast joint? They do lunch and dinner, but they and lunch. Uh, I'm sorry, they do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but they serve breakfast all day. And it's like, you, you know what I mean? They got they got them they got them you know them overweight waitresses that are real nice and just sweet as pie. <laughs> you know, it's one of them spots, man. They talk country. They talk real country, but they, they, they are the sweetest ladies in the world, man. Like They be calling you sugar and, and, and honey boo-boo. And, and, and coon and nigger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, um, yeah, man, just a real down-home comfortable spot, man. Like like I said, no frills, man. Like Just just good food. Just good food. Okay. Breakfast worth the racism. All right. <laughs> Well, yeah, you took one of my spots. You took uh, Ohio. I, I love that spot. They actually got a new one on Cicero that's right near me. It was the best thing that ever happened to me personally. <laughs> I live in Burbank, and I'm like, where are my hood spots at? And they and they creeping up. They creeping up. So, uh, shouts out to Ohio. L&M. I don't know if y'all ever been there. What's it called? L&M Starlight Restaurant. Oh, over there on um eighty, what is it, eighty third? And Kathy, I have been there. Ooh. I haven't been there in a while though, but yeah, they were dope. They were good. Man, I love that spot. Some about the uh, congregation. I think one of the congregations on Western took me there for hospitality, and I was blown away, man. And I, it was like one of those things. I always drove past L and M, but I never really tried it out. And that place gets packed, um, but man, it was real good. Um, Another place that I'm going to throw out there, too, even though it's known for its southern food, I think their breakfast is underrated. You guys up on Chuck's Barbecue? Oh, yeah. On who? Chuck's. No. Oh, Chris, we got, man, dude. I know all these other places y'all brought up. I've never heard of that. Oh, my God. Man, Chris, all right. Next time, hey. You heard it here on first on this podcast, Chris. And you go and, and I want you to hold me accountable for this. The next time you give a public talk at Burbank Congregation and I'm hosting, we are taking you there. 
How about we just go as squad? That's <laughs> an even better idea. You don't need you don't need the stars to align, Joseph. Huh? You <laughs> the stars to align. <laughs> yeah, how about we just go? How about we just make that the next crew outing? You know, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. But dude, their breakfast is underrated, man. Like nobody know. There's a lot of people that still as popular as Chucks is starting to become. Um, because they opened up, it got so popular that they opened up a new one out in Boylan in, in Downers Grove. And that was, that. yeah, that one's bigger than the one around my house. But, but you know what? You know what, Rodney? They're not as good. I, I, we went there after the uh, convention one time. They're not as good. I, you're not the first person to say that, actually. Um, it's because they got all the original people. They got all the original chefs at the one around my house. And those pans, man, those pans. That they've been using for years, man. They seal in years of flavor from other older cooked meals, man. It's just something about them old pans. Yeah, but but I'm gonna tell you, they, their breakfast is slept on. A lot of people don't even notice that 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 Chuck serves breakfast, and they do, and they smoke their bacon, bro. I'm a big bacon guy. They smoke their bacon. They don't cook it in the fryer or anything like that, huh. bro. Off the chain. And then my last one. I'm gonna throw it's, it's it's commercial, but I'm gonna throw it out there just because it's the typical spot. Man, my, y'all might dub it as overrated. I don't know, but I like it every time I go. Cracker Barrel got very good breakfast too. You know what they do, but they they've fallen off over the years too, man. When they years ago, like, yeah. like six, seven, eight years ago, wow. Okay. Oh, definitely. But now, man, I don't know if they're just using cheaper ingredients or something, but it's. It's just something Not a pull good. off. Not a good. And since we're talking about food, man, shout out to my homeboy, Marco Glover. He's a private caterer. Um, oh, yeah. And listener to the show. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Thanks for the support. But check him out, man. He's a private caterer, but he knows the stuff. He's good. The food is delicious, man. Definitely, Marco. All right. So we're going to get to our last part of our war show. Oh, well, not our well. It is our award show, but we're gonna get to the last part of our show. We usually wrap it up giving out different type of awards. This ain't, this ain't no NBA midseason award stuff. This is the MVP Magnificent Vibes Awards, where we award people who played themselves, who wear uh, essence of Otis cologne, <laughs> and knock people down a flight of stairs. So, <laughs> our first award is. The you played yourself award, and my award goes to Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The reason why is because I don't know if y'all saw his latest tweet. No, no. If you don't, okay. There's something new. I yeah. think I saw it, but go expand. Okay, so he has some words for Bruce Arians, who just got picked up as a head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bruce Arians said something sideways about him, and Antonio Brown didn't like it. So he went on Twitter, and he commented, he didn't draft me. He drafted Emmanuel Sanders, same guy who missed rehab, to go on networks to talk about me on situations he had zero clues about. Arians is now wearing Kango hats and glasses, but I'm a diva. Done. Can't 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 Can't
this is where I this is where he played himself. <laughs> Antonio Brown, work on your spelling, bro. Lot you just that was worse. That, that was worse than hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> he spelled line. This is how he spelled line. L I E N. I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait a minute, stop. I'm reading. I'm like, does he mean lion? Do you mean lion? I'm like, oh, lion. And I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> Learn how to spell, bro. If you yeah, gonna... if you're gonna come at somebody's head, man, how you how you grammar together? Exactly. Don't forget the don't forget kangaroo. <laughs> oh yeah, he spelled that wrong too. He said... <laughs> this is why you get this is why you get paid to catch a football, man. <laughs> Clearly, you can't go into no academic field. That CTA ain't no joke. Nah, definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, reinforcing the stereotype of the dumb jock. I have a, I have a you played yourself award, man. I got to give to um, our president, uh, your president, Donald Trump, for the um, hamburgers and fries, fast food joints that he fed to the Clemson. Uh, Tigers, the national champions. Um, that 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 was terrible, man. Then he gonna put it all on silver trays, to gussy it up. Did you see all those? Did you see all those soft packets in the big silver bowl? <laughs> yes, I did. And he and he bragging like he a boss. Yes, yes I paid. <laughs> it's like those three hundred burgers. That probably cost you what three hundred dollars. Oh, that was shameful, man. That was shameful. And then they said the food wasn't even warm by the time the players got there. And they Ooh. had zero to drink. Cold McDonald's? And, and McDonald's and Wendy's. Wow. With nothing to even wash it down with, man. So how how was our pioneer feeding better than a White House feeding for some for some national a national championship football team? Yeah, that should be top notch if it's coming from the president. Dude, I could have given you and I, take I, whole trays of burgers home. Well, they had it delivered. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, but like, did they do, did they do like pioneer meals and take a whole tray of burgers home? <laughs> Dude, that was shameful. That was shameful. Dude, I, I should have given him the number of Leroy the Jerk guy who did our pioneer feed. That would have been better. Yeah, that would have been better. That food got there piping hot too, man. You couldn't even hold the trays; it was so hot. <laughs> Yeah, man, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is such a crappy rich. He's one of them crappy rich dudes. It's like he thinks he's just into what he's into, and he thinks everyone else should be into it too. Like, yeah, you know, I I, I know y'all don't. I, no, man, I don't like fast food. Oh no, but see, no, you're gonna like this. Oh no, man, I'm a vegetarian. I know you're gonna like these burgers. Even even the vegetarians <laughs> like these burgers. <laughs> That's what you played yourself. Uh, Chris, you got any awards? I know you're new to, to this segment. I, I, had, uh, I hadn't prepared for this. I mean, um, I'm going to give a perpetual you played yourself. Uh, it's the gym boy in it. And he, uh, he's going to try to bench Jabari. Because, you know, Jabari's not in good condition. You know, he was starting to actually come around. And then once he gets ready to bench Jabari and get a couple of injuries, the front office is like, hey, you want to trade Jabari? So you need to play. <laughs> is that From Jim Boylan and anybody affiliated with the Chicago Bulls, you played yourself. All right. that's what. So we got it. That's what we got. Trump. 
Boylan, Brown, accept these awards. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the Timberwolves will take Jabari. I would be surprised. <laughs> they got everybody else from the Bulls. Sign up for the exact same country. <laughs> All right. All right. We got a special uh, fragrance that I want to spray for our Essence of Otis Award. For those, uh, this award is dedicated to people that we ain't trying to see. And uh, I'm spraying it on the Cowboys. Uh, nobody came to see y'all. Ain't nobody. No, <coughs> we all knew. We all didn't believe the hype that y'all was going to get to the NFC Championship game and have a, a, a and host a home game against the Eagles, which all of these Cowboys fans was rooting for. Ain't nobody come to see y'all. The writing was on the wall. Y'all not real. And y'all never ain't going to win a championship no time soon. So you get this award, this Essence Award, uh, uh, Otis Award. Yes, sir. Oh, we didn't do our picks, man. Real quick. I'm going to run through them real quick. The Patriots, okay. The Patriots are going to embarrass the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Saints and Rams are going to be in a very tight game, but the Saints are going to come out on top. And the Patriots will beat the Saints in the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady will get his sixth championship and revenge over Drew Brees. Okay. Chris, what you got? Chiefs over the Patriots. I think, uh, I think this, this Mahomes kid has got something to him. So he's going to get into the Super Bowl. They're going to play, unfortunately, the Rams. Watching the playoffs, man, just lets me know that the fans really could have won the Super Bowl. So the Chiefs are going to get into play uh, Super Bowl against the Rams. And uh, I see another shootout, but the Chiefs win that shootout in a replay of the best game of the year. Yeah, that was the best game of the year over the season. Wait, wait, wait. You think the the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year? Yes. You think they're going to beat the Patriots and then turn around and beat whoever comes out the NFC? Yeah. Even though they have no defense. That's a bold prediction, Win. That's a bold prediction. But hey, that's why you're the pod father, man. Yeah. Heard it here. Edit that last name out. <laughs> my, my homies is good, man. The homies, my homies. <laughs> I said the homies. I said my homies is good, but you 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 hit it on the head, Chris. You said he's a good kid. And how does Tom Brady do against kid quarterbacks? I wouldn't shock me if the Patriots won. I'm feeling my homies this year, man. Okay. Okay. Doing a lot out here. It is going to be an Arctic blast in Kansas City during this game. That means the game's going to slow down. So I'm going with the team with the better defense, and it will be the New England Patriots. I've been saying this all year. I was not fooled by the Patriots' lackadaisical regular season. They, I, I, I hate the Patriots so much that... I got tired of rooting against them. And I'm just going to say Patriots every time they play other teams. So I'm going with the Patriots because I hate the Patriots. And I got and I got, I got the New Orleans Saints coming out the, the NFC. Um, and then the, and this, for the Super Bowl, I got, I got New Orleans, man. I, I think Breeze, it's Breeze time to basically solidify himself as one of the top quarterbacks. In NFL history, he's already done that, in my opinion. But 
this will really put the stamp on his career. So uh, I'm, I'm rooting for, for Drew Brees. And I, and I like that he represents us short people. So it is what it is. Shout out to him. Edelman <laughs> got good again. Yes, he did. He had 190 yards receiving last week. That's ridiculous. Oh, oh real quick, before we go, um, uh, I just want to remind everybody out there, make sure y- y'all got salt. It's, it's supposed to be some snow coming this weekend. So just make sure y'all got salt at the crib, shovel them walks. Yes, sir. Be safe. Uh, I'm sitting in a parking lot right now, and I saw a rather curvaceous chick putting salt in her in her trunk. So that reminded me to remind y'all to get some salt. <laughs> <laughs> Will do, uh, man. Will do. And also, also, uh, shout out to everybody out there who got four by four cars and trash tires. <laughs> <laughs> and, and last but not least, I have a shout out, and uh, this will be our last award given out on this episode, the Cuddy Award. I'm definitely giving it to Blake Griffin for running away from his owner when his owner tried to shake his hand when he came back and then dropped 40 on on, 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 on on his old team right after that. That was definitely a nice punch in the face. Flight of stairs that Blake Griffin gave to his owner. <laughs> Yo, shouts out to Blake Griffin. He said, don't you ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Last but not least, right, this time is real short. Uh, Hidden Vibes. Uh, Ian, did you have one? I do, man. I do. An album I wanted to share with the people. Um, very slept on, hidden album. Uh, it's by a group by the name of Black Alicious. Uh, the name of the album is Nia. It's from the year 2000. Um, underground album, underground group out of Oakland. Um, very, very dope progressive hip-hop um it was actually the first hip-hop album i could actually listen to around my mother because it had no profanity on it um but a very very dope album very cutting ass production uh give the gab is a master lyricist his, his delivery is rapid fire and on point um the track a to g and smithsonian instance rhyme alone are worth the price of mission with this album yeah so check it out. They got another album out called Blazing Arrow that's a little bit more well known. But my personal favorite is uh, their first album. It's called Nia. So check it out if you haven't. I think Nia is is the better album out of both of those two. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I have one. Uh, the, the Jig Masters. And the, album, the, uh, the name of the album is Infectious. Dude. Uh, Dude, that was in my queue to share, man. Bro, I, I passed up on that album so many times back in the day, and then I finally gave it a chance. And, bro, it was, dude, I was heavy in the rotation. Dude, I was hooked. I, when, when that first track hung on, I, I was oh, hooked. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is bananas. <laughs> <laughs> you said Jig Masters? Yeah, Jig Masters is uh, DJ Spinner. And uh, I forgot the other rapper's and name. Criminal. The guy's cr- Criminal. Yeah, yeah, and Criminal. Uh, they, it came out back in 2001. It actually was a double CD. And there's actually on the bonus CD, Eminem has a song on the bonus CD that's pretty good, too. Yeah, 365, um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dope, Chris. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
you got any for us, Chris? I know, I know, we uh, dropping all these surprise bombs on you. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I don't have an album. I do have an artist. Okay. Uh, some soulful, soulful cats. I think they're British. They're called Saint Paul and the Broken Bones. Huh. Um, they got a, a real soulful group. It's actually this this short, fat, white dude, and he sounds almost like Otis Redden on some of his tracks, man. So uh, check them out. All right. You got our hidden vibe. So that will conclude our show. I would like to bid everybody adieu. Shouts out to Chris. And also shouts out to Jordan. Uh, please listen to Stay Us. Get your daily dose. And that's a nice plug. Yeah. It's, it's, it's legendary, baby. It's, it's the best thing smoking. It's like a young drill CD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. I do have to go. I got to run in and score you. All right. So uh, with that said, we'll see you on the next one. Right. The work day continues. All right. Peace, 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 peace. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I sure hope you've enjoyed our new album.